Hello and welcome to the Brian Hornback Experience. It's episode 115. Uh, it's been, this is going to be the month of December catch up. It's Christmas month. It's a week before Christmas uh, when this is being recorded. Uh, and so the Brian Hornback Experience is just going to kind of catch up. Uh, the last time we had uh, something was uh, just before Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, that was when we uh, interviewed Constance Every. Uh, she came in fourth. Uh, in the governor election for the state of Tennessee back on November the, um, the first Tuesday of November. Anyway, a lot of things have happened, <clears throat> and so uh, let's get you caught up, uh, and then let's get to Christmas, and then let's get to a regular schedule. Um, so, uh, December uh, started out right after Thanksgiving. Uh, things got kind of crazy. Uh, the school board, you know, they've had a new superintendent, Dr. John Reiswick, had a couple of issues that were controversial. Uh, they had a, uh, uh, what I call, an outsourcing of custodial services. Um, after my blog post on brownhornback.com, the um, superintendent and school board said it was not an outsourcing of custodial. Uh, it was a, um, what they were calling it was a uh, supplemental custodial service. It was only gonna affect Farragut, uh, Hardin Valley and Carnes schools, 11 schools. It was gonna provide 30 plus um, custodians. Uh, they were only gonna work after hours. Um, it was what I call a no bid contract because they didn't put it out to bid. Uh, they were piggybacking on a Maryville City Schools contract uh, with a local, with a Knoxville company called Duncan and Sons. Um, lots, of, lots of questions. Rightly so, uh, the night, the evening that my blog post went up, the superintendent uh, through um, communication to the school board, which by the way, I haven't challenged it yet, but I asked uh, the um, school spokesperson, Carly Harrington, uh, for the communication that the superintendent shared with the um, school board. I still haven't received that yet. Uh, that should be uh, because it's being shared with the entire body. Uh, that should be uh, shared with any media that requested. Um, and I have experience from when I was on the school board. Uh, former superintendent that was the superintendent when I was on the school board was sharing a diary with the school board. Um, that was exposed, uh, that was uh, then made, um, there was a challenge and that communication was made public uh, through a request of the Knoxville New Sentinel. Uh, I think after the first year, I'm gonna really challenge it, but I will say um, that through the means that I have available, uh, I know what the superintendent said to the board and he made, said that he made the decision and it just so happened to be the night that I put the blog post up about it, that he was withdrawing it for a month. He's gonna bring it back in January. So we'll have something new to talk about in January about this custodial contract. Um, and so we'll live to fight another day on that. Here's the issues I have. Um, instead, of point, uh, instead of spending $1.6 million uh, over six months, to clean 11 schools. Um, how about taking that 1.6 million and 
hiring custodians, 34 custodians across the school district. Um, how about taking that money and investing in your own people? Yes, finally, at the school board workshop, they finally re uh, put out a, a position, put out a, a chart or, or data that shows where all the vacancies are. Guess what? On their Knox County Schools website, they only have one vacancy for a custodian. They say, well, uh, we don't have that one position because we hire everybody. Look, anybody who's looking for a job <clears throat> as a custodian is gonna go to that one website. They're gonna see one vacancy. They're not gonna spend the time to apply for it, find out that it's for a school on the other side of town. Um, and so you, you need to identify on your website um, where the positions are so that if there's people in that community, they can apply. Uh, again, uh, if the superintendent would call me, I'd be happy to meet with him. I'd be able to, I'd be happy. We've met before. Uh, I asked to meet with him uh, when he applied for the job. We sat down at Hammond Goodies in West Knoxville uh, just before he was named a finalist. We got to know each other. Again, um, I'm always willing to give my advice uh, or my constructive criticism uh, to those issues. Um, but um, nobody's asked. Um, but anyway, lots of stuff on the custodial contract. Again, if I'm working at a school on the other side of the county and I'm seeing that Carter, Hardin Valley, and Carnes are going to be super clean, then hey, uh, I'm going to be offended. Now, I live in, well, I live in the West Knoxville area, have since 1992. Um, yeah, I appreciate it, but at the same time, uh, we got to treat everybody the same, in my opinion. Uh, the school district, all the schools the same. Uh, so anyway, the other issue I have is, you're gonna have Duncan and Sons come in um, and you're gonna have them um, provide custodial after hours. Um, I need to know what kind of background check Duncan Sons goes through, I need to know if if those custodians are, um, if those custodians are going through the background check, if they're going through the drug testing, I need to know that because I, I need to know who's going to be in our schools, even if it's after hours. Because even after hours, there are students, um, particularly in middle school and high school, um, that are using those facilities after hours. Um, and so I, as a citizen, as a concerned, um, taxpayer need to know that those people are legit and that we don't have people who are um, not supposed to be around our children. Uh, secondarily, uh, the land in West Knoxville uh, that was bought in August um, for the uh, new uh, Southwest Knox County Elementary School. You got, you got a couple of guys that back a couple of years ago bought about 300 acres. Um, the school district decided in the last month of several county commissioners terms and several school board members terms um, they decided to buy a piece of property right smack dab in the middle of the 300 and they bought 30 acres um, at a hundred thousand dollars an acre three million dollars um, now the reason that they bought 30 acres was because they said they need to be, uh, Susan Horn the school board member for the area said we need to build a driveway to the school they're not gonna build a driveway. According to the uh, 
the uh, cell the cell contract they're going to build a road a road equivalent to an up the knox county code guess what uh, the property's not in knox county well it is in knox county but it's in knox county but it's also in the town of farragut so guess what the road's got to be built to the town of farragut standards so not only is it going to be two lanes in and out with the turn lane in the center but it's going to have to have sidewalks it's going to have to have a bike lane it's going to be lighted uh, so you're looking at anywhere from, um, if it were Knox County uh, coded road, it would be anywhere from 100 to from 1.5 to 2 million dollars. Um, probably with the bike lanes, the sidewalks, the lights, uh, you're probably looking at, at close to 3 million. Could be close to 4 million. Uh, that's in addition uh, to the cost of building the school. Um, and so we haven't even gotten started on that yet. So um, in December, they tried to they tried to throw in a uh, an amended contract uh, to talk about the the road. Also, the sellers get to name the school. What? Um, the uh, secondarily, if this amended contract is approved, Knox County is going to pay the sellers, two brothers. Um, the Scott brothers, Tim and Todd, um, they're going to pay them $15,000 a month uh, until the road is completed up until September of 2024. Uh, and then uh, after September 2024, if the road's not completed, then they're going to pay them $30,000 a month. Do what? Anyway, obviously the brothers have plans for the property on both sides of the school. Uh, obviously, I'm sure they're going to try to build um some type of either multiple of obviously housing uh probably some retail uh the problem in and of itself let's just take all the crap that uh, susan horn and the school board and the county commission of august of 2024 approved let's take all the, the what i just said away the very students that they want to serve, which are the students that come along North Shore, um, what we call South North Shore, which is uh, North Shore from Pillsbury Parkway all the way to Loudoun County Line, all that along Chodo, Martell, all those students that you want to serve with this school, guess what you can get to it? Because one, it's a one lane uh, underpass tunnel um, that uh, a school bus can't get under. And then two, uh, if you if you just gonna bypass the, the tunnel, which the railroad has to give you permission if you're gonna widen the tunnel, and God knows how much that's gonna cost. Then um, the other way to get there is to run a road or across across the railroad track off Martell. Railroad's not gonna give you permission for that either. And even if they did give you permission for that, uh, in in that section of the rail. Uh, there's times when a train will stop and has to wait for another train to pass. So the kids could be sitting there for 30 minutes, an hour, waiting for the trains to cross a pass before they could get across it again. Uh, it was a bad deal. Um, my understanding is uh, quite possibly the former operations director of Knox County Schools and quite possibly the guy that was over um, uh, the facilities construction um, 
who have since left the school district uh, were the ones that kind of convinced Susan Horn that this was a good thing. It's a bad thing, okay? Uh, so um, somehow, someway, Knox County just needs to get out of this deal and move on down the road and go find some other land um, that makes more sense. Uh, <clears throat> that's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, that'll be coming back up in January as well. Um, Susan Horn, uh, the one that brought us the, the great property, um, she wanted to close to the media and to the public the um, agenda setting meetings. The agenda setting meetings are between the um, school board chair and the superintendent of schools. What they do is they sit down uh, before they set the agenda for the board meetings and superintendent says, here's what we want to do, da 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 da. They talk about the items and then the, uh, the super, then the school board chair agrees to put it on the agenda. If a school board member asks for an item like Susan Horn asked for this item they put on the agenda, typically the school board chair will put it on the agenda. Um, all great hunky-dory, right? Um, but anyway, it's been always been noticed. Uh, it's always been open to the public. Uh, one time since uh, Christy Christie has been chair, uh, she wasn't able to make the meeting, so they had to then reschedule 48 hours because we it's open to the public, so you got to get 48 hours notice. Uh, my understanding is the media has never shown up. I've never shown up, and I'm quasi-media. Um, but uh, there have been some folks who are uh, watch um, the school board, uh, Lance McCall and his group, and I can't remember the name of the group. Uh, they've been coming, um, but Susan Horn wanted to close it to the public because she said she was concerned that items would get discussed before board members were informed. Guess what? That's called the public process, Susan. You've been on the school board for about six years. Um, your friend, your cousin-in-law is in the legislature. Uh, we've always, local governmental bodies have always been under the sunshine law, thanks to the legislature. So guess what? That's the price you pay. Um, it, it's like it's like Susan wants the the board to deliberate before the public's involved. Guess what? It's the public dollars. And maybe if folks like me and folks like the media had um, not allowed the um, that real estate contract to, to slide in under the radar back in uh, August and really started looking at it. Um, and guess what? Uh, maybe Knox County wouldn't have been screwed and wouldn't be screwed right now in trying to get out of a real estate contract uh, that uh, is going to cost us a blue million dollars um, to build a school. Um, so anyway, uh, thankfully, uh, Betsy Henderson um, rightfully uh, voted uh, to um, not support Susan Horn's um, uh idea uh so it failed uh there was three of uh susan uh susan horn uh, steve triplett the new guy from um from out in halls um and uh, mike mcmillan um former history teacher who had to retire before jim mcintyre um terminated his employment um he's been on the school board about 10 years now um the three of them voted for it um betsy henderson voted no 
Good job, Betsy, Vice Chair. Um, and then um, Christy Christie passed. Uh, so joining um, in the in the no votes was uh, Dr. Butler, Jennifer Owen, uh, and Catherine Bike, and then Betsy Henderson. That was four. Daniel Watson had passed, and uh, before the before the vote was. Um, when you pass, they come back to you and ask, does the pass wish to vote? So Daniel Watson voted no, so that allowed uh, that, that idea to get killed. Now, I've heard a rumor um, that um, a lot of this kind of transpired because uh, the executive director of the Tennessee School Boards Association, which I was uh, on the board of directors for the East District uh, for about two years uh, back in... Um, 2002 to 2004, uh, supposedly um, Tammy Grissom has said that we're the only school district in the state that has the agenda setting meeting um, open to the public. Guess what? That means that we're the only one that's probably doing it right in my opinion. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, I think that all the agenda setting meetings should be open to the public. Uh, I think anytime you're discussing items um, that are um, going to potentially spend taxpayer dollars that it should be open to the public so um, maybe the legislature uh, when they reconvene on January the 10th maybe they should consider a law saying uh, that um, all meetings uh, involving the school board chair uh, and superintendent should be open to the public uh, anyway, that's my thoughts. Uh, so that kind of gets you caught up on what's been going on. Um, the commission uh, meets uh, on the 20, no, they meet on the 18th. Uh, no, I'm sorry, they meet on the 19th of December. Um, they've moved their meetings up a week. They do that in November and December because of the holidays. Uh, so they had their workshop on the 12th. Wasn't a lot of controversy there. I've got to go back and watch it because I had attended the West Knox Republican Club Christmas party on uh, December the 12th. And so uh, I was not able to watch it all. I do need to go back and watch it uh, because I understand that uh, Larson J took an attack. I'm sorry. Uh, at large commissioner seat 10 took an attack at Gina Oster who um, has a uh, resolution about um, military vac mandatory military vaccines which by the way um marshall blackburn's bill passed uh, that will um keep um military members from being uh manded mandated uh, <clears throat> to um to be vaccinated um and so um apparently seat 10 uh commissioner uh, took a tax saying it was purely political um and uh, he and the former commission chair, Richie Beeler, who happens to be the chief deputy for the county clerk, are the only two commissioners who have not co-sponsored uh, this particular resolution. So again, uh, it looks like um, seat 10 and, and um, chief deputy to uh, county clerk, Sherry Witt, and commissioner from the 8th district, um, Beeler, um, may be the only no votes unless people have co-sponsored a resolution that they don't intend to vote for that's possible so um other than that i'm not sure there's a whole lot else that's uh really different um out there um so um anyway that kind of gets you caught up on some of uh, what might be considered controversial in the month of december in knox county and um 
we'll be back again soon. I'd uh, like to try to get on here before Christmas uh, and do another uh, episode, and um, then sometime uh, after Christmas, uh, we'll get into a um, into a more uh, regular routine. Uh, but thank you for uh, checking out the Brian Hornback Experience, episode 115. And um, be sure and check out brianhornback.com on a regular and consistent basis. And um, we'll see you all on the next one. Thanks.